absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday early morning, and I'm talking to James. What's going on, James? I'm doing very well, thank you. Arch, how about yourself? Can't complain, man. Cannot complain. <laughs> so, uh, Thursday, what were you doing? We couldn't go Thursday, so. Yeah, yeah, no, so, I don't, well, I finished up at the gym, and then uh, as soon as I got home, it was about, what, the 20 minutes before we're supposed to go on, I, you know, I got a call and it lasted a bit longer than I expected. So, you know, I can only apologize, but, you know, as versatile as you are, you said, look, I can go on tomorrow as well, if that's easier for you. So, you know, I'm very gracious for you, sir. And here we are. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, last week we got a lot of the fighters right. We just couldn't quite get the uh, methods <laughs> nailed down. No, no, 100%. And I mean, I... <laughs> With the main event, I, I did feel for for Zombie a little bit because, I mean, if you were watching the fight, I think from start to finish, he was essentially a human punching bag. And I think Zombie's always had a chin on in mind, but I think it got to a point late on, in, they should have stopped it in the third rather than him going up for the fourth round and just taking a minute's worth of damage again. But yeah, that's, that's what it is. And I mean, I was, I was surprised with the... Burns Shamaya fight like with mm. no disrespect to Burns, I, I genuinely thought there would be a finish on Hamzat's part. That you know, give credit to to Burns because from you know minute one to minute fifteen, he was constantly you know piling on the pressure towards Hamza. And again, a lot of people turned down the opportunity to fight Hamzat Shamaya. So for Burns to even you know go in there and nearly winning, it, it just sort of speaks how good of an athlete Burns is. So right, that right. was a, a crazy fight from start to finish. I think. Certainly one of the fights of the year so far. It's just crazy as a as a spectator. And then yeah, the the Jan Sterling fight was a as a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? It was a bit yeah. controversial. It wasn't it wasn't the most of um entertaining of fights, but you know, here we are. <laughs> Sterling won. Fair play to him, he did what he had to do because you know, obviously, as we know, Sterling uh, Petian is uh, predominantly a, a sensational kickboxer, a sensational striker, and, and now Jermaine just took him down and sort of ragdolled him for, for the majority of the fight. So, yeah, no fair play, but, you know, here we are this weekend, and hopefully we can get some accurate predictions this time around. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. It, it was surprising the Korean zombie, yeah, was the human punching bag. I think uh, Stefan Struve must have been in his gym training him a bit. Just to... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's giving him the, the wrong advice, yeah. poor bloke. <laughs> you lead with your chin. You lead every punch right with your chin and that's how you do it <laughs> yeah i know i feel for zombie because again i'm a huge zombie fan but it just looked so out of place last weekend yeah it didn't really look mentally with it but fair play to volkanovsky he's constantly proving his doubt is wrong and proven why he's probably one of the pound for pound best in the world right now absolutely all right let's do it what do we got this week on tap yeah um Vicente luke yeah coming into this one it's just, it's a tough one. I'm thoroughly looking forward to this fight. Again, like I said, Blam Muhammad, Vicente Luque first fought at 205 with Vicente Luque knocking Blam Muhammad out in the first round. And I think, in my opinion, both fighters have come leaps and bounds since the first fight back in 2016. You look at Blam Muhammad, who's you know, essentially a cardio machine, and right from the get go, he likes to you know, pile the pressure on with his unique wrestling. And again, Vicente Luque, although he's, you know, Black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't think he'll be wanting to to hang around on the mat with Bilal Mohamed. And where I think Vicente Luque can get this done is on the feet because his striking is second to none. Now, Mohamed's striking has improved a lot. But is it smart to go toe-to-toe on the feet with Vicente Luque? You know, probably not because I can just see Mohamed getting clipped and, you know, knocked out like the first round 
of uh, the last fight. So going into this one, it's going to be a very competitive fight. I think, you know, when you're looking at the traditional striker versus wrestler over the last couple of years, you tend to sort of lean towards the wrestler. However, I think Vicente Luque has got great takedown defense. And even when the fight's on the mat, you know, Vicente Luque will be able to hold his own and potentially even sneak a, sneak a submission win in there. So it'll be a tough one to call. Value money is definitely on Bilal Muhammad by decision. However, I just think Sente Luque's class and versatility and his power and striking on the feet will probably get it done. So I'm going to go for Sente Luque by fourth round TKO. Fourth round TKO? Yeah. Oof. This Honestly, this is... I, I'm struggling here. I'm struggling to come to a, a decision <laughs> on this. I think you're right. I think Luque probably wins by TKO. If I had to do anything, that's what I'm going to do. I don't have a strong opinion. I, I think Luke should win, but you know, Muhammad, that's a little, that's a plus 150. That's a, a nice little payday if he can hit it. I'll probably just bet the TKO, which looks like plus 100. Yeah, that looks like the best we can do. So there it is. I'll just, I'll jump on that with you. Get a piece of that. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. And if you want to be really generous, there's, um, but like I said, there's certainly value in Bilal Muhammad by decision just because of his unique cardio and wrestling. But yeah, I've got to stick to my guns and go for Sente Luque. All right. What's the next fight we're looking at? Uh, the next fight I've got is Andre Filal versus Miguel Baeza. Now, I'm a big fan of Miguel Baeza, and it'll be interesting to see you know, what Baeza shows up heading into this weekend because he's coming off of two really a tough defeat over Santiago Ponzinibbio and Chaos Williams. Now, there's no shame in losing to both of them whatsoever. And prior to the fight to those guys, you know, he's coming off of wins over Takashi Sato, Matt Brown and Hector Aldana. So there is certainly, you know, there's still hype there. He's 29 years of age and, you know, those two defeats, he definitely would have learned from them. So it'll be interesting to see what Baeza shows up this weekend. He's an excellent kickboxer with an impressive mix of power, accuracy and aggression. And like I said, in his first three UFC fights when they won, he just sort of ran through the competition. His footwork's solid, his boxing's crisp, and he's, like I said, his kicking game is unbelievable. And I think over the last two fights, we've sort of seen his... Um, seen him exposed a little bit but I think going into this one I think his path to victory is just sort of stay at range keep on the offensive move laterally and just sort of you know chopping away with those low calf kicks and which essentially is his bread and butter when you're looking at Andre Fialao on the other hand you know he's coming off of a unanimous decision defeat to Michel Pereira on his MMA debut and there was there was you know I was slightly impressed with him at times but I just think Miguel Baeza will get it done. I think with Fialao, he's just sort of lacking in terms of the speed and the footwork. I think Baeza will be able to read him. He's very slow moving forward. He's flat-footed and he doesn't tend to land those sort of big knockout power uh, knockout power punches. And I think he's it's a, a good matchup for someone like Miguel Baeza because just someone who's always slow on the offensive. He's very inaccurate in terms of his volume and his output. And he tends to take a lot of damage and... If he can improve in those areas, and I think he will give Miguel Baeza a tough run for his money, but I just can't see that happening. So I'm going to go for Baeza by a second round TKO. Second round TKO. All right. Yep. I like it. Uh, I can't argue with you. I think there's enough value in my mind just to take Baeza minus the 175. I'm trying to see if I... Yeah, it looks to be the best. Probably the best one I'm going to find. Yeah, so I'm just going to money line it. I think Baeza wins. 
no reason to get too crazy here. Just to, just bet the one seventy five, get a hundred back. Just call it a day, easy. Uh, TK, yeah, TKO. You're getting plus one forty in the second. You're getting plus six hundred. So it's not bad. Bad. No, and either way, whichever way you look at it, I think it's just. All fingers point towards a Miguel Baeza victory. I mean, one would assume. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. What are you? What are you looking at next? Uh, next up, I've got. I'm hoping I don't pressure the names. I've got Chao Barallo versus Gadzi uh, Om Omar Gadziev. <laughs> done all right. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think fine. that's okay. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening, guys, no disrespect. It's uh, <laughs> not my fault. You've got a long name to it. Yeah, here we go. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. I think Gadzi, he's going to have the heightened advantage over Barallo, who will be giving up the reach advantage as well. So I think for Barallo going into this one, he's got to sort of keep the fight standing. Barallo uh, is very dangerous when it comes to sort of throwing a, a wide range of wild strikes. And even on the mat, he's, again, is a traditional Brazilian mixed martial arts. Of course, he's going to have great Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, he's a an exceptional you know, ground game specialist and on the feet as well, as I alluded to, he's excellent there. But Gadzi, his bread and butter, again, like any other Russian, is his wrestling. His wrestling is second to none. He's so exceptional and he's very dominant with, in terms of the top game. So I think for Bralo, although he does have the Brazilian jiu-jitsu pedigree, you don't want to be messing around on the mat with a guy like Gadzi. So he's got to keep the fight standing, just to sort of try and control and dictate proceedings. Even on the feet, you know, Gadzi is a, a decent striker. But again, you don't want to be standing toe-to-toe with Chabarello. So I think with Gadzi, he's going to sort of look for the crisp early shots, try and get the, you know, use his strikes to get into the clinch and then just try and take the fights to the floor and potentially just control proceedings. And I think he's going to, for Chabarello, I think he's going to have to go and hunt for the early knockouts because it'll only be a matter of time before... Gadzi lands that takedown and just he only needs one opportunity to, to take the fight to the floor and potentially you know seal the round, two rounds, three rounds. So I think Gadzi will probably take the fight to the floor and just flatten Barallo out for 15 minutes and just sort of outpoint him. And I'm going to go for Gadzi by decision here. Gadzi by decision. All right. <clears throat> I'm on the other side. No, really? It's I, a tough one. I, I, I think there might be an, it's only plus 110. Uh, I mm. think Chow has a Chow has a has a, has a legitimate shot shot to uh, win this fight. So I'm going to put uh, put my money on Chow plus the 110 just to win the fight. Period. That's it. No, 100, percent and it, it really is. It's it's a pick and fight, I guess, because Gadzi is only a slight favorite from what I'm seeing. Yeah, he'll have the height advantage, but I think for Chow Barallo. He has such a significant reach advantage over Gadzi. So if he's going to keep the fight to the, on the feet, he's going to have to use that significant reach to his advantage and just stay patient on the feet because if he goes in swinging, guns blazing, that'll provide Gadzi with the opportunity to take the fight to the floor. But it really is a, a close fight, but I'm still going to back myself by going for um, Gadzi by the decision here. That's fine. That's fine. We don't have to agree on every fight. <laughs> no, we never do. No. All right. You've got, what, one more? Yeah, yeah, I've got one more between Chris Barnett and Martin Bidai. Uh It's, I think for me, as I said off air, all fingers are pointing towards a Martin Bidai a victory here. I think in every sort of facet and every sort of aspect of the game, when you're looking at the tail of the tape, Bidai just has the advantage over. I think he'll have the he has the significant advantage in the height and the reach department. 
And like I said, when looking at this fight, it's a real tough matchup for for Barnett due to Badai's advantage in height and reach. He'll ha- he'll be you know looking to use that to his advantage. Badai, every time this is his UFC debut, but when I've seen him in various regional promotions, he tends to sort of you know pile the pressure on early and just sort of use the the clinch work to to finish his opponents. And one thing we have seen with Chris Barnett over the years is every time the fight goes into the clinch, he tends to struggle. And from the off, I suspect that Badai will just sort of be the aggressor early, not give Barnett the chance to implement his style because. We've seen Chris Barnett, he's coming off that sensational win over Gian Vellante, that crazy sort of back, that wheel kick or whatever it was. It was just sensational how it came. And at the end of the day, it's a heavyweight fight. You know, anyone can finish the fight in a heartbeat. And it, it should be a good fight nonetheless. However, I think it does stay switched on at all times and just sort of beats the aggressor early and controls the fight at his pace. I think he'll do enough to, to stop Chris Barnett. And so I'm going to go for Martin Badai via Sacramento this one. Hard to argue. Hard to argue. This looks to be very one-sided. Uh, I'm just looking here. Uh, Martin is minus 250 to win the fight, and Chris is plus 200. I do think all the – I do think Martin wins. Oh, man. Do I want to bet 250? I, I, maybe I'll have to follow you. Um, although it's not much better. Martin to win by TKO is minus 150. Mm. So there, there's all that. Uh, you know – yeah, I think so. Just TKO it. Uh, <laughs> I was debate. I was debating whether to just take the under two and a half rounds, and that's that's minus three fifty. Tough to find value in this one, um, but I do think you're on the right side. No, no, hundred percent. It should be a good fight either way, because like I said, it's heavyweight scrap. At the end of the day, anyone can sort of get knocked out in a heartbeat. So it should be good. Sort of go. point, good value for your money there. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, let's see here. Um, what am I looking at? Oh, yeah. Uh, Luce versus Laziz. Is that Munir and Ang? Is that right? Yeah. Say the first- oh, look at that. Munir, Laziz, yeah, and Lusa. There you go. You done all right? <laughs> hey, there you go. I know you're not, a, you're not happy with what I'm doing here, but I'm, I'm doing it anyway. No. I think... <laughs> Just let me, let me finish my thought <laughs> before you shoot me down. Uh, I think Aang, uh, at the pl- with the plus line, uh, plus 170, I think that's a ton of value there. I, I don't really know how the fight's going to end, probably decision, but I'm going to take Aang in the surprise upset here. Um, yeah, just, just on the money line, plus 170. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough one. It's the way back now. I mean, originally it was supposed to be Elysio, uh Zaleski versus Manila So, again, every time I've come on the podcast, you yeah. know my stance on fighters stepping in on short, short notice. notice yep. <laughs> so, it, it's going to be a tough night at the office for Lisa. But again, you've got to give him respect for stepping in making on short notice, making his UFC debut. And I think on the feet, you know, Lisa is definitely going to make it very competitive and. He'll be looking to, to prove the doubts wrong and prove me wrong, <laughs> no doubt. But I just think because Lizzie has had the the full count and is a top striker wherever the fight goes, 
he'll just be able to to dictate the pace and just you know win the rounds with his tremendous output and versatile you know striking with regards to his leg kicks his jabs and his long kicks so yeah I think Lizes gets this done by a decision I don't think we'll see a knockout but I think Lizes will get it done decision okay Devin Clark versus William Knight is the next one I want to look at and I think it's a little chalky it's a little a little high minus 170 for Devin Clark it's a li- you got to pay a little bit, but I do think Devin Clark is going to show up, going to take care of business. If I had to pick, I would say decision, lean decision, but I, I don't care. I'm just going to lay the 170 to 100. I'm going to take in Devin Clark. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, there's no doubt that Knight will have the the power advantage and just all sort of look to employers resting to sort of grind out proceedings when you know it goes sideways for him if Devin Clark's sort of piling on the pressure from the get-go we'll see Knight trying to implement his game plan but I think one thing that will stand out and separate the two men in this fight is the Devin Clark's cardio I think maybe in the wrestling exchanges that will sort of you know help him in the later rounds and maybe in the third round and potentially even get a late ground and pound but I think Knight will will be giving up the range certainly he's very explosive as i alluded to he's got insane knockout power and which makes the finish more possible on his side i i don't know i think i did say beforehand i got night but i just think with you know devon clark he tends to be patient he's got the cardio advantage you know, he can just sort of dictate the proceedings with the wrestling and even though knight does have not cut the knockout power i just i think this one will go the distance so devon clark will get it done by decision however there's Definitely, certainly value in uh, a William Knight knockout. A William Knight knockout. Let's take a look. Let's go deeper. Uh, let's see. Devin Clark to win by decision is plus 137. William Knight to win by KOTKO submission looks like it'd be about plus 300. Yeah. So there you go. You get a piece of both There's those things. Yeah. All right. Your crazy decision did not pay off last week. Remember that Gilbert Burns, you said KO, uh, <laughs> KO, K- Kismat, and. Uh, this crazy decision, Gilbert Burns, and the fucking thing went decision the wrong way. So, yeah, imagine that, though. Eh? Uh, <laughs> imagine that if it went because the first round obviously each might have won, yeah. second round Burns, and then either way, it's just I think yeah, Hamza definitely won the last round, but I think there was a few people that were sort of unhappy with the decision because I, I remember watching it and the fans just went sort of ballistic with regards to the decision. Obviously, they thought burns one but yeah just imagine my little uh, sneaky bet there at the end of the, the prediction burns decision just imagine that eh? but I didn't, look, yeah, <laughs> I didn't look up the decision i didn't see who uh <laughs> who scored it what but you know uh maybe our boy is back <laughs> yeah ben cartledge is back in town yeah right <laughs> <laughs> he's always got to have his say unproceeded a- announcing his presence um one more fight <laughs> i wanted to look at is uh noons versus sam hughes um yes I'm just looking here. I do think Noons wins the fight, but I don't see what she's minus two forty four. I'm just trying to find. I'm trying to find value in finding a decision. It's going to decision. Yeah. I just got it. Does the fight go to the distance? Yes or no? Yes. Minus two fifty. What's the under? Oh. Now the over is minus 300. Ah, fuck it. I'll just do it. Hughes versus Noons. Does the fight go decision? Yes. Minus 250. Lock it up. It's free money. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you're printing money with that one. <laughs> I just think, you know, it's, 
Nunes will probably look to use her efficient striking to get the job done against Hughes. And it's fair to say in terms of the striking and the power advantage, Nunes definitely you know, has that edge and Hughes will be looking to, to use her wrestling because when we saw uh, Estella Nunes in her fight against Ariane, Ariane uh, Karnalasi, she really, Nunes really struggled with Ariane's um, grappling. So if Hughes does take the fight to the floor and just to sort of look to be the aggressor in terms of trying to get on top of her and just use the wrestling and the grappling to advantage, then maybe Hughes will get the decision, but I genuinely can't see that happen. I just don't think you know, Hughes is well-equipped and well-skilled enough to to pile on the pressure and be the aggressor like Ariane did. You know, way back when against the Salonuna. So I'm going to stick to my guns and back Salonuna's by decision this one. Okay. Hard to argue. All right. Uh, anything else we need to look at in this uh, this amazing card? <laughs> um, no, I think we've been through uh, loads of the, the key fights, the key showdowns. I'm looking forward to... Jakar Close versus Brandon Jenkins. That should be a good fight. I mean, for the first time in what, nearly or just over two years, Jakar Close returns to the octagon and he'll be there, be favourite going into this one. I just, I'm not saying I'm excited to the fight, you know, with regards to the fight in terms of it is very evenly matched. I think Jakar Close would just sort of go out there and just you know, get the job done. You know, with that being said, it's a tough fight for Brandon Jenkins, no doubt. So, He's a moderate underdog for a reason. He's coming off of a loss to Zubong on his UFC debut. And <laughs> to fight Jakar Close in your second fight, it's certainly a tough ask. And he's a heavy favourite this weekend. And mm. there's there's reason why, you know, Jakar Close on his days produced some absolutely banging fights against Lando Venata, Bobby Green, uh, Yagos. And he's coming off of that crazy fight in his last fight against Neil Dariush. That was just crazy from start to finish. How Jakar Close was all, almost on the edge and on the verge of finishing Benil Darius, and then that's it. You know, Jakar Close gets knocked out in the end. So I think on his days, Jakar Close keeps switched on. You may even get the early knockout, but I'm looking forward to, to seeing Jakar Close's return. But I think when you're looking at the, the rest of the card, it's just, you know, it's not screaming, you know, many other good fights. So, yeah, that's all for me. I'm seeing minus 1,000 for Jakar to win the fight at one sports book and minus, <laughs> minus 600 at another. So maybe the minus 600, maybe there's a ton of value there. I mean, geez. Yeah, and that's saying something. That's how confident Oof. people are in Jakar Flores this weekend. Unbelievable. All right, James. How's the job hunt coming? Yeah, yeah, no, it's not too bad, to be honest. I'm just sort of... You know, getting my name out there. I've been in touch with a couple of people, and it's just a sort of case of again, keep doing what I'm doing. I'm producing content for various outlets, and I'm again, I'm just sort of trying to get my foot through the door to some people. And tend to journalism tends to be quiet in around this sort of time. It'll pick up and in the sun around the summertime. But yeah, I think whatever just pops up, I'll sort of you know stick my head in and just you know. You go from there, really. But yeah, it's not too bad. I'm hoping to find something soon. Just keep being a pest. Uh, that's the best yeah. way to go about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Brit. <laughs> we certainly are pesters. <laughs> All right. James, yeah. always fun talking to you, even when it's uh, no, a holiday card that's not a lot of good fighters. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't be blessed every week. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.